You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. What up? What up? Episode 11 of the Slap Dick Podcast. Special special guest in the house today. Um, we'll introduce her in a minute. Uh, happy Monday morning to everybody listening. Um, cheers. 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 Monday morning. Um, you know, we're the Slap Dick Podcast, so shit. We're on the West Coast for you East Coast people, so it's, it's, it's oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. It's actually earlier here, so I'm a fucking Slap Dick for saying that. Uh, oh, man. Had an eventful weekend. I'm gonna bring that to the table here in a minute. Uh, introduce our guests and talk about a few things, and then uh, get into it. Quote of the day today. Uh, it's a real simple one. You didn't get this far to get this far. So you put that in perspective. Um, what that really means for you, special people out there. I can't say certain words anymore um, since <laughs> Netflix, but it means that you keep your fucking foot on the gas pedal. And if you shoot for the stars, you may land on the fucking moon. So you didn't get this far to get this far. Turn over rocks, figure some shit out. Uh, keep grinding because I'm just telling you, every day will swallow you up if you get complacent. Um, hot topics today. We got a, we had a lot of uh, <clears throat> eventful week, uh, eventful events this week. Tulane University won his second bowl game in a row. A good friend of mine is a head football coach there, Willie Fritz. Uh, he's been a very successful coach in the at the, every every level. He's a, he's an old JUCO guy. Um, he went to Pittsburgh State University in Kansas. Um, he uh, he he won a national championship at, um, at. He's been everywhere at every level, and he's won. He's, I think he's won two hundred games in the NCAA. Puts him really really high. Uh, he's a name that a lot of you guys don't know about. But um, there's some chatter that Mississippi State just fired their coach over the weekend, if you guys don't know. And Willie Fritz's name's been popped up. It's been brought up. And I'm advocating for Willie to get that job because I think he deserves it. He has not yet been a Power 5 coach. Um, he's won national championships at the FC, FCS level at um, <clears throat> Sam Houston State. He's won at the Division II level. Um, he's he's made great strides at Tulane. Tulane is one of the hardest academic institutions in the country, and uh, I've been up there to visit him several times. Uh, my quarterback was his quarterback, obviously Jonathan Banks for two years. Um, they won their first bowl game last year. They won their second this year. Uh, they were down. Um, he's he's brought him out. Of, he's resurrected that program, but I think he deserves a big time Power Five job. And so I'm uh, I'm advocating for Willie Fritz. I've seen his name on a few things on a couple BuzzFeeds, and I'm just throwing that out there. People don't know who that is. Uh, great human being, uh, more importantly, and uh, he's a great developer of talent. So <clears throat> just so you know, Willie Fritz, I think, should get a shot at that Mississippi State job. Uh, we had NFL playoffs. The Bills uh, proved their, their youth. Uh, their youth kind of um, took the – cake at the end of the day the young quarterback who i love i love the quarterback uh i think he just showed that he was uh he does have the it factor which i always say there's an it factor involved uh when you're a great quarterback or great at anything 
I told people before, the definition of the it factor to me is having an executive presence, and I think he has it. The players love him. Uh, his team, you know, plays hard for him. But um, Spree picked them to beat the Texans, and I picked the Texans because I thought the, the, the maturity and the experience would take over, which it did at the end of the day. Um, Deshaun Watson took over. And uh, I don't know, Spree, what your thoughts are. Buffalo came out hot and heavy, and it looked good, and then the look, Texans just wore them out. Looked good for a second. Yeah. Looked good for a little bit. You know, Josh Allen Young, he surprised me with all that, that wild shit, though, he was doing. Pitching uh, the ball a Brett, back. Young Brett Favre. You know what I mean? So You know, he was a gunslinger. Brett Favre took his lumps. and Right, right. That's, that's just like when Kobe came out airballing and shit. So he's same type of thing. Lungs. So yeah. he'll, he'll be he'll be all right. Shit. But he's don't he's proved in that game that not only can he run and throw, he he can make big time throws in big time parts of the game, which he did. Yeah, um, they had every chance to win it, but Deshaun Watson proved, you know, why he beat Alabama the way he did in the national championship at Clemson. Um, why he's become so great early on his what third year in the NFL. So right. Um, Texans prevailed. Um, they'll they'll move on, and and uh, so it'll be interesting. Uh, the Patriots, who I picked, <clears throat> uh, I picked the Patriots because I thought the veteran uh, leadership of that team would would prevail. It just proved that you know we all get older, and uh, as a former player and former coach and all that type of stuff, the the, the Patriots look very very old, and a younger Titan team. Uh, really kind of controlled that game, and and the Patriots hung around just because they were at home. But when's the last time you've seen a Tom Brady-led team score 13 points at home? I mean, it just has never happened. Uh, it happened. The Patriots lose. Does Tom Brady stay? Uh, does he retire or does he go to a new team? There's already rumors out there that the Chargers, the Colts, um, the Raiders. I hope he sticks around. He's from the Bay Area, so the Raiders make sense, but even though they're moving to Vegas. Yeah. But um, you know, there's opportunity there. Uh, we'll see. You know, he's forty. He'll be forty-one years old, or actually, yeah, forty-one or something like that. Forty-two. Yeah, he's um, old as fuck. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I hope I hope to see him in L.A. Man, that'd be nice for L.A. Yeah. I'm not a Chargers fan. I can't fuck with him. Yeah. But man. it'd just be a nice different pace, and uh, yeah. I probably go root for his ass now. It really doesn't mean <laughs> shit. But is it is it the demise of the Patriots? I mean, the it feel it'll feel very weird. Tom Brady without Belichick. Uh, right, right. Or vice versa. Belichick without Tom Brady. I mean, I think, uh, I don't think they win without each other. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, the Saints and the Vikings. Um, a great game last night <clears throat> or yesterday. Who that? Um, huh. Or blue that. I heard somebody say blue that. Stephen A. Is that Stephen A? Blue uh, that? Blue that. Um, blue that. Man. Man. He's nuts. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you. He has had a hell of a team on paper several different fucking times. I'm a Sean Payton advocate. I love Sean Payton. I think he's an offensive-minded guru. Mm -hmm. But, dog, he's won one Super Bowl. That shit was about seven, eight years ago. He's lost how many games in the first round? And he, to me, he's, he's, uh, he's underachieved. Damn. I don't know why you wearing that fucking Saints hat, but goddamn, I hate, I hate being around losers. 
<laughs> this, my fucking co-host is a goddamn loser. Um, Go Saints, my fucking, He has Saints hats. Go he Saints. likes the Clippers. Like, I, goddamn, man. I mean, I'm, I'm hanging a, out with a motherfucker that hey. is a JV fucking... He roots for JV teams. Oh, fucking Saints is a JV team? Yeah, they won. I mean, I'm they a Rams down? fan. They've won we, one Super Bowl. I mean, I'm a Rams fan, but, you know, I got people Shit. from the who that. You know what I'm saying? So I got to represent. Why the fuck... How do you have Drew Brees, the best receiver in football, Michael Thomas... Arguably one of the best yeah. slashbacks in back, Kamara. Yeah. You got one of the best tight ends in Cook. And you got a defense. But you can't get it over the hump. Like, how the fuck you lose to the Vikings? Vikings weren't supposed to be there at home? Ah, man. Shit. Saints lose. Vikings move on. Yeah. So we'll get into the Vikings game. Vikings go to the Niners. They're gonna, the 49ers are going to host a playoff game next week. And just so everybody knows out there, the Vikings have the number one tight end defensive unit in the country in the in the in the NFL, meaning they cover the tight end better than anybody. So the best tight end in football this year has been arguably Kittle, the 49ers tight end. And you can also you know we can argue and say that the Vikings match up very well against the Niners, and they can really shut down Kittle possibly. I think that controls that yeah. game. They control Kittle and stop the run game. I think Garoppolo struggles uh, with the mediocre whiteouts that they have, in my opinion. I think the Vikings and Zimmer uh, may prevail. But we'll talk about that later in the week. That's a big um, upset, huh? Yeah. That happens. Eagles and the Seahawks. Seahawks, 11-game winners. They beat the Niners one time. They should have beat them the second. Uh, they lose with the game. It's a game of inches, just like golf. They lost at the goal line. Uh Seahawks traveled to Philadelphia yesterday and pretty much dominated the game. Uh, Carson Wentz got hurt. Uh, That's some dumb shit just out the gate. I hate to see that. Traveling to, you know. them traveling to Philly? Come on, man. Yeah, you Philly said that last shit. week. Yeah, you on. said that last week and you, you, you talked about that. But that's just the way the NFL's laid out. Yeah. It's shitty. Um, the Eagles were 9-7. and seven. Uh, Seahawks were 11. 11-win team and they had to travel to Philadelphia as a wild card. Oh, Makes no sense, but that's what it is. Uh the Seahawks defense dominated the Eagles offense. And obviously, they're they're really injured injured uh, this year at wide receiver. They've been injured up front. Um, the Eagles defensive line really played well though. Um, but the Seahawks prevailed with Carson Wentz went down. It was really over with. Um, and you know uh, the young receiver for the Seahawks, who's a freak, uh, you know, dominated the game and. Uh, Metcalf, I think, and uh, you know he 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 played a hell of a game and and uh, had a hundred and something sixty yards or whatever. And the Seahawks prevail; they'll move on and play Green Bay in Green Bay. And uh, you know those the history of that. You know the Seahawks have always they've won, they think they beat them on a hell mary once. They beat them on a play that was out of bounds. So those two have gone at it in the playoffs. Um, so we'll see how. Uh, how the Seahawks prevail on the road. The Seahawks have been road warriors all season long, and they have the best NFL road record, I think, in the NFL. So um, we'll see. I, I'm a Pete Carroll guy. I hope the Seahawks can prevail out there in uh, Green Bay. Um, so we'll see. That's what the playoffs lie for next weekend. And, um, you know, Spree, you got anything? I don't know. The the, the Lakers were playing uh, played last night. They played the uh, Detroit Pistons. Clippers, I think, got waxed by Memphis, and they were getting booze. Did you hear about? No, I couldn't so, watch it. Well, you know, I had to clean the house and do uh, family shit, so I couldn't uh, watch yeah, it. Well, that's you're bad. It seems that. like it sounds like, like a you problem. Sounds like a you problem. 
So I couldn't watch shit, but I know yeah. we fucking won. I do you know, know one thing. There's two things undefeated. I apologize to my female guest on <laughs> on uh, site, but there's two things I was told that are undefeated. One of them is the IRS, and the second one is um, pussy. So uh, I guess this motherfucker's whooped, and he couldn't oh, even turn shit. on the TV. So says, at least I could turn the TV says on. Says the motherfucker can't go to the strip club no more. I don't know. I don't want to choose. I choose not to go anymore, but... I'm born again. I don't know if you know I'm born again. Uh, so, Shit. Clippers got booed, Spree, so you know. At home, they were getting beat by like 40 by Memphis. Um, That's stupid, though. Crowder, no, Crowder. Boo, boo so, you know, I'm a fantasy to... guy. I'm a fantasy okay. player. Crowder you, had you 70 points. Okay. Crowder had 70 points. Crowder had. <laughs> Crowder had 70 points on Fantasy League. Did you pick him? Yeah. Did you win some? I won twenty five dollars. You hit it big, dog. <laughs> you hit that shit big. I mean, shit, the winner won fifty grand. But I won twenty five dollars. Like I bet the same money today. So, you call yourself a winner? I do call myself a winner. Twenty five. Go ahead. Twenty five bucks. You, you. you're a winner at twenty five bucks or fifty grand. Let me know, people. Well, we know you're not a winner with the Saint hat on and voting for the Clippers, but rooting for the Clippers. So. Um, <laughs> Gets to our meat and potato. We're going to get to our uh, meat and potatoes of the day. Um, we got a special guest on the uh, on the scene. Her name is Miss C. We call her Miss C, where I'm from. Um, but her Let's name see. is Colleen. Colleen, she's here to uh, help us out here and go through some things. She's an educator at the highest level. Um, holds many degrees. And she has uh, been a huge student athlete advocate and has helped a lot of lot of student athletes move on in the in the in the, in the um, coaching world of things and she's helped a lot of football basketball you can you name it she's helped you uh, move on and play at the four-year level and uh, and she's a she's a great advocate for student athletes and especially she's been helping inner city folks out for a long long time and we go way way back and you know, she's here just to shed some light. She knows how to do this. She's a she's an academic uh, chair at a uh, a school at a, at a college level, and we won't name any names. And so we we're gonna keep her out of that. But you know, she uh, <laughs> she does a great job. And so I'm gonna bring up some topics, and I just wanna um, get her you know her view on it and and Spree's view on it. And it is a good conversation because I've been on record on Netflix talking about it. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm finishing up a second master's degree. Uh, I got several degrees as well. Um, she's obviously done this a long time. It must be easy if you got several. Yeah. You know how it is. You got to play the game, which we're going to talk about, <laughs> um, which I teach my kids. But, um, you know, we're going to see how this thing goes. Um well, good morning. How you doing, Miss C? Good morning. I'd like to say that, Miss C. I'm, it's early over here. I'm going to introduce you. Coach. I'm introducing you to the world today. Um, but before I introduce you, I have to make a cut, and and I have to, uh, I have to unfortunately um, pay homage to our sponsor. So. Um, yes, yes. I've introduced you to the world, but as uh, you know or you may not know, we have sponsor for this um, Slapdick mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah, and today, it, our sponsor comes from Manscaped. 
Um, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming? Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Just so you guys know, it's important to keep that them jewel areas down there um, well-groomed. In 2020, as we all know what that means, new year, new me, new balls. Men, listen up. Harry Bushes are so 2019. If you're going to pick any New Year's resolution this year, let it be take care of your junk. Manscaped is making it easy with their grooming products. Now, we have a female on deck. Spree, I don't know. I know we've talked about this before. Have you ever had any manscaping airs? Check this out, though. You the first cat that got me with the manscaping shit. I ain't going to lie. You introduced me to the Manscaped shit, dog. How many years that, ago? Man. Had to be about 15. Look, look, 15 look, look, look. Years, I just learned, I learned what this, lie, I learned what this word means. No homo here. No homo. But, uh, I learned that today, by the way. Um, no homo, but we were in the locker room and I saw that you looked like you had a fucking chia pet around your wee wee. <laughs> I'm like, God damn, homie, you need to cut your ball hair. So you took my advice. Yes. If you, if you, if you take that advice, you will grow at least an inch. Oh, whoa, shit. Whoa. At least an inch. Whoa. Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. So I went from a 9 to a 10. Thank you, Mr., Mr. Brown. 9 to a 10 centimeter? <laughs> I'm not good at math. Man, I heard you peed on your balls. But anyway, we're oh, getting... recently. We're... Uh, we're getting to this manscaped situation, Colleen. I understand you are a female. I don't understand. That. I don't understand that, but I know you are a female. Um, I don't. I don't know. I know what understanding needs to. Go I, I don't want to be disrespectful here, uh, fans. Yeah, but I, had, a, do you prefer a man to oh, be manscaped? Yeah. There needs to be a lot of manscaping down there. Uh, yes. I I didn't know about this product. I'm excited about it. Yes, I yes. think if it wasn't in your stocking stuffer uh, list, I mean Get that's it. a good birthday gift, Get anniversary. Yes, I mean, yes, it is. my gosh. Uh, and I'm just saying again from the woman's perspective. I meant. Uh, uh, you know, if you're looking for a woman to be engaging in an area, no one wants, you know, essentially a cat ball, right. hairball in your mouth. I mean, my yeah, God. Yeah, that's I mean, right. That, it's going to be real quick down there. Right. It's going to be real quick. <laughs> yeah. That activity is going to Most guys are real quick, as we right. all know. No, no, no. Uh, I'm talking about her, acti- her activity with you. Uh, I know. But that might, might be, for some guys, all it takes. Well, so, uh, you, you know. know uh, but, you know. But I, if you already should. Shave, you know, it, it'll take away the, you know, the bleeding down there. It won't mistake yeah. anything, you know. Bleeding? Clean. If, you, if you use a This guy always sword, this guy bleeds a lot, man. I, 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 if you cut Colleen, yourself, I'm, I'm over oh this guy, God. man. Yeah. How aggressive are you with that? If you cut, oh, my God. <laughs> well, uh, this, uh, this is... Solve so, the problem right here. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Yeah. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe <laughs> technology... <laughs> So this trimmer won't <laughs> nick or snag your nuts. For females out there, it won't snag your clit. You're right. I hope you're not shaving your clit. <laughs> I hope you're keeping it on the surface and not going that deep. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. That's right. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls, balls or your clit. That's just dirty. Manscaped also has the crop 
Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on oh, your smelliest part of your body, which is your balls? I will uh, second that idea. That uh, <laughs> I don't know how much of the deodorant they they put in the kit, but uh, no use too much. They might supersize the deodorant. Well, Colleen, for your information, you can get twenty percent off plus free oh. shipping with the code Believe. B-L-E-A-V at manscaped.com. That's manscaped.com with a D. That's plural. Um, Start the new year off the right way by using the best tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. Oh, yeah. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. So now that everybody's clean and clean and clear down there, <laughs> um, we're going to get on with the show. Landing strips and whatnot. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, hey, I know people get waxed and all that type of shit. Well, hey, Manscaped has the, the, the heal-all, cure-all, so make sure you guys see Manscaped. Yes. So get into the meat and potatoes of the day. Um, you know, um, education. All right. So I got Miss C on the on the on the on the deck here, and uh, she's she's done this a long long time. And I have a huge rift with education. And and the Netflix knew that they interviewed me many times. So we're gonna get a we can get an agreement agreement with her from Colleen, or we can get a argument. But it's gonna be real. I can guarantee you guys that. Yes. And uh, me and Spree being former JUCO guys, Miss C being a former or a present and former JUCO instructor, um, and been around a lot of college basketball, football players, she knows the struggle about getting the kids to the next level and getting them to not only uh, excel in the classroom, but excel in life. So Miss C does a lot of life skills training. She does a lot of other things that these kids take that they need to take on into the real world. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. The four-year schools do not teach life skills. Just so everybody out there is clear, they don't take, teach them. And that's why you see so many four-year kids bounce back to the JUCO level and have to come to football jail, which is my domicile. <laughs> and um, I get them back to the four-year. And like I said, if I ever ran the NCAA... I'd make every single fucking kid go to JUCO for one year, regardless if they're a high school qualifier or not, because you won't have all the shit that you see these four-year schools guys go through. You won't have the domestic violence. You won't have the the uh, smoking the weed and get kicked out the door. You won't have the academic issues because you'll come to JUCO and you'll be in a fucking shithole. And when you go to the Alabama and the Taj Mahals of the world, you will respect and you will cherish what you have and i think that is uh we live in a very enabled uh generation i think kids come from high school right to an alabama and think that's how it is everywhere and it's not and juco kids that at least play for me like i said i've never been kicked out of the four-year school they've never been thrown in jail they know how it is to go through my boot camp and my so-called jail and they respect the fact that when they go to the next level, um, they're gonna fucking cherish that moments there. They're gonna uh, they're gonna really really uh, appreciate um, what they have. 
And so my my whole thing having Colleen on this today is to talk about this because she'll have a very um, she'll have many many uh, ideas and ideologies on this, and she's going to talk about it candidly. And um, she's very front forward. She's going to tell it how you, how she feels. And so I'm going to start it off like this: education to me. Um, I'm going to ask Miss C. Um, do you really feel, Miss C, that education and the true worth of a degree or that piece of paper, as we call it, is really worth the struggle, the money, the time that we go into this? Like, my point is, we take out hundreds of thousand dollars mm. of loans, which we may never pay back no. working the job or the so-called career that we get. Um, is it really worth it? And, uh, you know, we preach it every day. We preach to our kids, go get that piece of paper because the NFL, the NBA is not for everyone. It's not going to last forever. You, you have a better chance to win the lotto than you do <laughs> in playing in the NBA or in the NFL. That's true fact, by yeah, the way. Right. Well, um, NBA, definitely. 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 <laughs> Twelve kids on a show, on a team. Um, so your thoughts, Missy, I mean, what do you think that piece of paper is worth – the the money the aggravation the the time um is that diploma that that degree is it worth it or or do you think that the world needs to start navigating into a uh into more of a uh entrepreneurship uh should we start teaching more hands-on yeah i mean i i want to I'm going to approach this from uh, yeah. two different perspectives. So first of all, having worked with student athletes for probably 20 years or more now, more than that, um, and uh, mostly working with football, men's basketball. So we always call that the money sports. Mm. Um, there's there's some issues here, and it's and it starts younger. So it starts. Let's go before we get to college. So before we get to college. Um, kids are identified. This guy's on the basketball team. This guy's on the football team. And what happens, and it's, it doesn't matter if it's public school, doesn't matter if it's private school, doesn't matter if it's expensive school, um, what ends up happening is people say, hey, I, I need that kid to play. And so in order to let that kid play, I'm not going to count that last test score. And I'm not going to let the time, you know, that, that, that paper he didn't hand in, I'm going to let that go. Okay, and so that's a slippery slope. And what the kid begins to learn is that essentially his value as an athlete supersedes his value as a student. And so why should he spend time on a paper? Why should he spend time uh, studying for a test? Why should he spend time doing these things when he, number one, doesn't like him? There's a lot of people don't like school. Um, and number two, and, and that's and that, no judgment there. I mean, there's there's things that, you know, I don't like. You know, it's a manscaping is necessary. <laughs> um, but, you know, so so what ends up happening here is these kids um, learn that their value as athletes are, are what's paramount. And so when they begin to do is it shifts their identity. And so their identity becomes I'm an athlete who happens to be a student just because I have right. to be a student. Okay. And that's 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 the foundation of what we inherit. And so, you know, working with a lot of young guys um, these guys aren't the best at reading. Mm -hmm. They're not. They're not um, fluent in um, writing in terms. And I talk about writing fluency. It doesn't mean they can't write a sentence. It means it takes them so long mm -hmm. to write a sentence. I would sit with a kid while he's working on an essay, 
And I, you know, I do other things. I, I, you know, grade things online. And I'm looking over and the kid's written three sentences an hour later. And so there's not that writing fluency there. He has trouble taking those ideas from his head and writing them on paper. Mm -hmm. Okay. But that comes from experience. That doesn't come from, you know, people say athletes are stupid. That's ridiculous. I mean, all the plays that athletes need to learn, all the, the time that they put in, the type of dedication they put in, the reality is... They're not very good at school, so they don't practice it. Nope. So they so they become even not you know not as skilled as other people at the next level. So they do what? They don't like to go to class. Why would I like to go to class when I feel like an idiot? So so you think the interest is just not if they're not interested? It, it's like I'm not really putting that. It's not. Effort. It's not just interest. It's lack of comfort. I mm. remember the one class I I wasn't particularly good in, in college was calculus. Mm. You know, and I had a you know a prep school education, a, a an expensive you know education, and I went to college. Everything was really easy, but calculus was challenging, and I didn't like to go to class. I didn't feel comfortable in class because I didn't understand what was going on. And so, mm. if you take these kids who weren't held accountable. You know, and that's and let me tell you, if I'm I'm not getting mad at these kids, they work the system in high school. I'm not going to get mad at a 14 year old because he figured out how to manipulate his coach and his principal (laughs) and his teacher. What are you talking about? That's a future, you know, CEO. You know, play the game. I know. I'm not getting mad at that 14 year old. There were a lot of adults in that room who failed to do their job, and 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 they're the first people to point fingers. You know, let me tell you that, and and so. When I approach this, I think, you know, again, talking about in terms of student-athletes specifically, I think we have to do a much better job having pride about creating an academic program. And an academic program isn't just, yeah, let's make sure they go to class. It's really to try to find ways to engage students into the course material that makes it relevant, Mm -hmm. okay? And so you have to have people who really care. Listen, this is what we know about JUCO athletes is they can smell from a mile away someone who's just there just because, oh, oh yeah, I, I got I to gotta check off that you're here today. Right. You know, yeah, or, yeah. or someone who's just there because, you know, they're supposed to be there. That is you true. Know? And someone who's there because they're the, they're the advisor or something like that. Right. The reality is this, these kids are looking for someone who are ready to invest in them. Emotionally, <clears throat> uh, people are going to invest in them and sit down with them and take the time to, to really, you know, say hey i'm gonna sit with you as long as you take to write the sentence and then we're gonna move on listen and and you know me i'm tough love i'm not let me hold your hand and sing kumbaya and all that bullshit i'll motherfucker you don't understand you do you know how many times i said to someone are you really this motherfucking stupid i mean <laughs> i mean I've, I've said that to kids but kids understand they love it that. and they love it yeah, because yeah. i'm just being real with them so i have a thing i tell i tell people on netflix i said our kids you may call them dumb and you may say you're an idiot but one thing they're not is stupid right and there's a huge difference and people don't realize that they they sit they sit there and say oh they're dumb no they're not they're they're not stupid. They'll right. see right through any right. bullshit you right. try to swing them, qualifier or non-qualifier. Yeah. Right. Um, real recognizes real, as we say, and they'll see through it. But like you said, the investment of the instructor, what are they learning? You only know what you know. I, I used to ask kids, point me out Ghana on a map. Not one fucking kid can point it right. out. 
So you only know what you know. You don't know what you don't know. I can't point fucking California out. I know. And you're wearing a Saints hat. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> My whole thing is, I when I introduced myself at Independence, for instance, I introduced myself to the staff. I, I wanted to meet the staff, uh, the instructors. And the first week on the job, mm-hmm. my, my athletic director... Uh, Tammy, great lady, yeah. uh, who you met, she uh, mm-hmm. she set it up. We go in there, and I got guys in the back on their cell phones. Cool. Right. This is instructors, and I inter- and I introduce myself, and I I give uh, I give out my my rules um, for my players, and I said my players won't be on cell phones. They'll sit in the front row. They won't have headgear on. They won't have hats on. Um, which is to me, if you read my book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, there's a chapter in there it's called Play the Game. Right. And so I tell him this, and then this guy's in the back on his phone. And so I called the professor <laughs> out, and I said, Well, my kids won't be on the phone. He goes, Well, coach, uh, Emmett Gooden, by the way, is a starting D tackle at the University of Tennessee. He'll be an uh, early draft pick next year. Um, probably reads third grade level, Miss C. Um, uh-huh. I think you know who it is, Miss C, actually. Yeah, I do. I do. So, uh, you know, he has, well, Coach, Mr. Uh, Emmett Gooden won't pass my class because he don't know how to take notes. Hmm. And I looked at him, and I said, first of all, did you turn down Notre Dame to teach here at Independence in Kansas? He said, no, sir. I said, I didn't think so. I said, I didn't turn down Notre Dame to coach here, <laughs> and my player didn't turn down Notre Dame to fucking go here to play. All right. I said, we're all here for a reason. I said, Richard Sherman didn't know how to catch a fucking football until someone taught him. Oh. So what the fuck's your job here? Are you going to teach this kid? It's a commuter college. Mm-hmm. Our job is to get these kids to the next level. And I think that this life's based on, it's not based on intellect, number one. I think it's based on treating people right. the right way and doing the right thing which I taught my kids but uh, it's probably a reason the kids haven't gone to jail or get kicked out of the four year um, but at the same time uh, this guy thought he was in fucking Stanford right? and he didn't want to teach these kids the basics and this kid will uh, ultimately sign a check that's all he needs to do in my opinion know how to write his fucking name on a check to pay for his his parents who struggle in a single mom in Memphis yeah. um Get him out the get him out the hood. I mean that's that's good yeah. enough to me. But at the same time, this guy don't know the struggle. He don't know what it right. entails. And I think that's uh, I think you brought up a huge critical point there. And that's there's a huge gap between professors and students, and especially at the JUCO level. So we have professors, and and, and I'm going to say some of them want to be at Notre Dame. Some of them probably like Kansas. I don't really know why, but I mean you know somehow they do. Um, but what what we're saying is, listen, just as this is gonna. I mean, when I looked up the stats the other day, I was I was shocked. Eighty percent of professors are white. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now let's let's break it down even more. How okay? many players are black? Watch. Let me just go here. <laughs> nationally, nationally, three percent of professors um, are black men. Another three percent, uh, black women. Okay, so when they go in the classroom and they don't see someone that looks like them, that immediately tells them, I can't be that. I can't be Mm. that. 
And wow. and so, but but he, but it's a bigger issue. And the bigger issue is not only does he say, "Wow, I can't be that guy." That guy looks at him, and there's a major cultural, racial, socioeconomic disconnect. Okay. Um, and that's a problem because if professors go in there and they think they're going to lecture and just talk and someone's going to take a bunch of notes and learn, um, that is a great way to say that professors don't have to take a single class in education to become a professor. You want to talk about one of the biggest problems there is with faculty. Faculty don't know how to teach and I'm saying this as a faculty. Mm -hmm. I've taught for 27 years. But you have to be willing to work at it to be good at your job. And in order to work at it, you have to understand. You have to have some self-awareness to say, hey, if I got you know 60% of the people in my class not passing, that's on me. Mm. You know, That's on me. But you know what blows my mind? Not to cut you off. You know what blows my no. mind? These college instructors get these kids out of high school. And mm -hmm. let's just talk about straight, true, raw freshmen out of high school. Right. Uh -huh. Okay, which I have 120 or 40 a year. Huh. They were non-qualifiers, or they didn't have enough good film, or they weren't great. They weren't good enough physically yet huh. to make it or get earn a Division One scholarship out of high school. Huh. We're not talking about transfer yet. Huh. <clears throat> so we go recruit these great-looking bodies types. Mm -hmm. We go get these long-rangey athletes. We know they struggle in the classroom. So my job is to what? Get them to learn how to be a college student, A, number one. So what do I put there? What do I put them all in? A college success class. Hmm. First of all, Independence never had one until I got there. So we created right. a college success class teaching a kid how to be a college student. Right. These instructors never heard of it. Wow. But yet you're going to tell me, well, he don't know how to take notes. No fucking shit, Sherlock's homeboy. <laughs> yeah, how but, about you teach them how to take notes? You know, and let's create a college success class to right. teach them how to sit in the front row, right. how to pay attention, how to talk to instructors in their office hours, right. things like that that high school kids don't know. Yeah, and but the thing is this. Who are you going to isolate to put on blast for that? Are you going to isolate the little white kid who looks like Opie or something like that right. in the back of the classroom? Who doesn't know how to take notes and doesn't know how to talk to his professor nope. and doesn't know anything about writing an essay, or Emma Gooden, who weighs, you know, I don't know, three hundred pounds uh -huh. or four hundred pounds. Six five. You know, black man sitting in the front, which yep. you put him in the front. Yep. Okay. And now we got an easy target. Yeah. And it becomes um and, and his attitude, the professor's attitude is a self fulfilling prophecy. And so, you know, the number one predictor of a student's success in a class has nothing to do with effort. It's teacher's expectations. Mm. It's teacher's expectations. So if on the first day that guy looks at him and says, Emma Gooden, third grade, not going to make it, you're damn right he's not going to make it. Well, he's, you know, And he's going to say that. And he's, and, and he's going to say... Well, you know, you know, why are you taking this class? Yeah, yeah. You know, this class requires that you, you have might this want to take this other class. Yeah. Right, you might want to take, you know, coloring books 101. And as we know, effort requires zero talent. Right. I mean, and and, and the thing about that is... <laughs> and that is, goes for instructor, too. Yeah, so, but that's, it, it's a two-way street. The yeah. other thing is this. So why would you put effort into a class that the teacher already told you you were going to fail? 
So preconceived notion that goes back to stereotypical stereotyping these young inner right. city kids as well. Right. When and you've never been around them in your life. Yeah, inner right. city southeastern Kansas instructor from just southeastern Kansas from southeast Kansas. Right. He ain't gonna understand what Memphis, Tennessee kid right. is or Miami, Florida right. or Los right. Angeles. I mean right. you don't know what those kids are like. Right. So And it's but it there's no attempt to say, Hey, listen, we're all coming into this situation. They're college freshmen. I know they don't know how to be college. Listen, no college freshman knows how to be a yeah. college student unless their mom and dad told them about Don't this. know what you don't know. But, you know, when we're, when we're talking about whether or not education is, is relevant, I think it is relevant. And, and I'm going to explain it in a couple different ways because mm. I'm, I'm an advocate and I'm I know also you are. a critic. So before you get to that. <laughs> and so I'm a critic. And I'm I know you are. I know. So before you, that's why it's a great show. Before you get to that, so this is, I got two things, two ideologies of myself here. First of all, there's a story. Emmett Gooden was one involved. Mm-hmm. He wrote a paper. Right. Obviously, there's two folds to this. He wrote a paper. I used to try to, you know, I had coaches stay up till three, four in the morning with these kids, teaching them, helping them how to write. And he wrote a paper, and the teacher said that this is the worst paper I've ever seen. Da, 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 da. So we try to tell these kids, do not write a paper like you text message. All right. Because <laughs> nowadays, this generation, right. uh-huh. I think I think it's hurt writing the, severely. Really? LOL. SMH, all you these know. abbreviated um, <laughs> fucking terms that everybody right. uses right. in this quick text message right. world that we live in yeah. has hurt writing, in my opinion. Um, not only that, it's fucking, it's very stereotypical to tell, call out a kid and say, oh yeah, Emmett Gooden wrote this. Dog, there was two pages, <laughs> two papers turned in. Emmett Gooden's paper was fucking deemed right out the gate, the shitty one. Right. Come to find out, the shittiest one was the white kid from Wichita, Kansas. Really? Who they didn't fucking know the name, and he was the one, and he he gets a higher grade than Emmett, and was the worst paper that wow. the fuck we 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 graded it as a coach staff, and I got I had four kid four coaches with master's degrees in English, right? And we read it, and we we're like, what the fuck's going on? That's how stereotypical some professors will be. Yeah. So but that's that's the reality too. We got to yep. deal with. So back to your point, Colleen, you're going to be the devil's advocate here. Well, no, um, I'm going to I'm going to go as typical as a woman, I'm going to take both sides of this argument. Sure. Um so the first thing is I think a degree is important. I think school is incredibly important in mm-hmm. general, and I'm going to tell you it they may not teach you what they need to teach you K through 12. Mm-hmm. And so and that's a sad thing. I can't change that. That's another battle. Mm-hmm. That's another day. Um, but at the community college level, which is you know where I've taught, um, I think it's really important for us to say this is a second chance for these people. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's you know for you always talk about last chance you, but the, the entire population that goes to the community college, this is a second chance for them to say whoever you thought I was in high school, that's not who I get to be now. Okay, and they get to redefine who they are. Um, and, and I say to people all the time, uh, you know, you could have been a D student in high school, but you can be an all A student now because you can decide to get tutors and you can decide to meet the professor and you can decide to put the effort in like you talk about. But do they have the person pushing them and getting them where they could not get themselves? You know, the definition of a coach is to get you where you could not get yourself. 
Right. But so I think, obviously, I think yeah. it depends, obviously, what school you go to. I think that's important. I think, but I think that the major things that I tell my students to think about what they're getting from their degree is, one, they've got to get writing skills. Look, I don't care what kind of job you get. You better be able to write something. Okay. Okay. You're going to go to work and in the morning and someone's going to say to you, hey, these are the problems mm-hmm. and you're going to have to solve them. Okay. Well, that's going to take critical thinking. Problem solving is just a plain way of saying critical thinking. Okay. So they have to learn critical thinking skills. They've got to learn writing skills. And they've got to learn communication skills. Mm-hmm. They've got to learn to talk to someone. And I think part of that could be in a communications class. But part of that is in life skills. When I talk about a life skills program for athletes, a life skills program needs to be for all athletes, all mm-hmm. students in general. Okay. So, so I'm so saying that... What do you think about getting the educator uh, mm-hmm. a life, you know what I mean, before you right. even able to get right. your degree or whatever, get that, uh, you know, kind of uh, that teaching from the urban area or just, you know what I mean? In terms they, of they, what, the educating edu- the professors? Edu- no, the, that the professors educating the students. Yeah. Like right. getting, getting a degree right. into social, you know what I mean? Knowing well, no. other than what right. you grew up at, you know. Right, so this is the... Learn about Compton you know, but, and Long Beach and you know what I mean? But I think this is it. I think I think the whole concept of education can't be a one-way street, mm. okay? the I always tell people the best experience I've had is, have been working with um, junior college athletes because they have taught me about a world that I did not experience. Mm. I was an affluent white woman, uh, went to private schools, all that. Okay, and so they taught me about a life that I did not have contact with, but that's made me a better professor. It's made me a better person um, because I understand that not everyone has the same advantages. Right. And and so I can go into a classroom and I can I can teach an ethnic studies class, which is what I teach, mm-hmm. um, and I can talk about white privilege coming from white privilege. Okay. Okay. But I would have never understood that had I not had that experience right. with with people from other other backgrounds right so i think that's important so education is not a one-way street and anyone who goes into the classroom as a professor and thinks they can't learn from their students is not let's just be honest that's a fucking asshole and, and that's I mean, where you get what the coach jv said with the with the note taker you right. know what i mean he has to I understand mean, that it's it's I, I mean look look we knew the guy was an asshole because he came to your presentation and he's texting while you're talking so already <laughs> he can't learn anything from you jb he can't get anything from you if you go into a meeting and you're already the smartest person at that meeting, listen, don't even stay because you're not too, no one wants to be around you right, either. Let's right. think about that too. The The other thing that I think you're talking about, and I think you touched on a really good point, is is this, is this worth the time and the money to get the piece of paper? Um, and so that's where I'm going to kind of flip flip around. And, um, and I'm going to say this. I think higher education is broken. Hmm. I think it's broken. And, and I, and I think we just need to, you know, I mean, again, if you're going to Harvard, if you're going to a liberal arts school, like I went to, I mean, that's a different world. That's a different world. But I think for everything else, for Cal State, you know, for, but not everybody's artsy fartsy, not everybody in this generation. Exactly. For people who aren't going to go on for graduate degrees. So let's just say right now, I want to go on and get a graduate degree and be a professional, et cetera. Okay. Um, then, then you want to go to, you know, UCLA, whatever. Okay. But I'm going to tell you this. 
Otherwise, it's broken. The system's broken. So this is what I always say. You should have a year of general ed, okay? You should have a year of ma your major or exploring different majors, okay? You should have a second year figuring shit out in terms of your major. And then the fourth year, the university should arrange um, some type of internship for you. And then when you leave, you have real world experience. Well, that goes into, into the way paying players and all that shit. Because in my opinion, you get 10 semesters, five years on a scholarship. Well, listen, I mean, you didn't ask me about the NCAA. I know, I know. You know why I think but, about the NCAA. I know, I know, but I'm saying you know it, go, it ties you... into that because, in my opinion, you know, these kids get hurt and they don't get to finish out. They they end up, what if they want to be a grad assistant for the, on the team or with the coach right. staff? They can't go to the NFL. Their NFL career is done. They just blew their knee out. He was a possible first rounder. But now what you're saying is, Give them an internship. Let them do this and that. They don't get that. They don't get that either. So like they're, it, like you said, it's broken. I think it's getting fucked at all levels, and it starts way down. It's not. It's not even. We're not even talking about student athletes. I'm talking no, about general all population. Students. General population. So, so what ends up is is people end up leaving school, and they got a hundred thousand dollars in debt. But hold on, before you say that, okay. General populated student doesn't need a two point five like student athlete does. Well, no, I mean it depends on what school they go to. Sure, yeah. they do. I mean, I mean the school. I mean the GPA I needed to get my school was a lot higher than that. But mm -hmm. the but the key is this. But remember, now, we only needed a two point to be athletes back in the day. Now you gotta have two point five coming out of this JUCO world, coming out of this high school right. year old. Oh, really? That's the that's no oh, yeah, shit. Huh? A new deal. But now. this is no but, shit. Yeah. But listen. If you were, now, are you asking me about the NCAA? No, no, no. We're gonna say we're not. No, we're okay. not going there yet. We'll go there. We'll get there in a second. But <laughs> because, let's stay. Let's stay on this whole, whole other thing. Let's stay on the whole education tip. Because I, like I say, I tell people all the time. I think coaching's overrated. I think players win you football games, basketball games, That's baseball games. That's I think coaches true. lose them. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I, you can't say coaches don't win them, but coaches lose them. I mean, that's a, you know, you no. can't, that's a double-edged sword. But there. players always are going to win you the game. I think players, Coaches can you win can you the game, players, but they'll listen, lose you the game. Listen, I totally agree, because I was with basketball, and if you didn't have some talented motherfuckers on that court, you were going down every single time. LeBron but, and AD have the best record in the NBA, listen, or it's one of them, because yeah. they're the best two players in the world. I don't give a fuck if right. you put me and you and right. Spree out there. With LeBron and AD, we're gonna probably win fifty games. I'm gonna pass the ball a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna. Do, I don't that's, know what to do. That's what I'm doing. saying. So that's I'm what passing I'm passing that bitch. Just I'm think not. about it. Like fuck. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it's Jimmy's and Joe's. It ain't X's and O's. No, I mean, so, I, I agree with you. On you that. know, I, I'm yeah. just saying it goes down to that. But my whole thing is like to me, <laughs> I think the education world is also. <laughs> Like coaching's overrated. I think education's a little bit overrated. And one, like I, I agree with you when right. you do need the degree, but I'm gonna just ask a question here. All right. I'm gonna ask Spree. Mm -hmm. Oh shit. <laughs> Spree got an AA degree from Compton with me. Mm -hmm. I think I do. Okay. Is it legit? I think. <laughs> he, <laughs> Is it? I don't. don't uh, yeah. I'm not part of that conversation. Hey, if the school gives me a piece of paper, mm -hmm. I'm gonna say oh, it's legit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> I got my BA from Dominguez. I know Spree went to get back his BA um, in criminal justice or what have you. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So we all went through the college world. Then I got a master's in education, which is super broad. Um, now I'm, got, I'm getting another master's in Kines, mm -hmm. um, which is my BA is in physical education. Mm -hmm. So 
You're failing that, by the way. Fucking 300 pounds of physical education, fucking guy. Yeah, but... It well, it's not it. personal fitness. <laughs> it does, yeah. It's not health education. So... Yeah. <laughs> you can't be my fucking PT as your physical education cat, homie. But let me but ask you... Ahead. I'm asking this question to both of you. I'm asking this question to both of okay. you. I'm asking okay. free first, yeah. though. Because I don't want to ask okay. the educator yet. Yeah, okay. yeah. I'm asking okay. free first. What fucking job have you had or what did you took and you learn you knew something you learned in that degree earning class that you can use (laughs) towards that job have you ever had one because i'm just gonna tell you everything i've ever learned or done or been successful at has been hands-on experience-based training it has nothing to do with a degree I couldn't tell you yeah. one fucking thing I learned in high school, right? And I probably couldn't tell you maybe two things I learned in college, um, other than went out and grinded, learned how to fucking turn over rocks and figure shit out on my own. I don't know if a degree <laughs> helped me make my living. Um, no. And that all goes back to do you do what you want to do, not what you have to do. Mm-hmm. We've all had to do shit we have to do to make ends meet. You know, we may right. not want to do. You probably want to produce music, right? Right. But right. you're you're working at a probation office, right? Right. Uh, you know, and that's hands on. That has nothing to do, man. Did you learn how to do that? Nothing. Nothing to do with a degree so, at fucking all. And I, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm even go further than that. Mm-hmm. Colleen has the several degrees, and she's an instructor at a higher learning institution. Mm-hmm. I can argue that she didn't learn the shit from a school to teach these that's kids. Not, that's not true. I know. But see, I'm going to tell you, though. I'm going to tell can't, you. you she can't can, she's, we're going to argue that. But we're what I'm argue. saying is she deals, America out there, she deals with inner city youth. Mm-hmm. She did not learn how to deal yes. with those kids on a level to where they'll run through a wall for her and pass yeah. that class uh, based on the classes that she took to learn how to to get that kid to understand that to me she has to use all the intuition and all the street hustle uh intuition that she has and was raised with to get through to those kids in order for those kids to understand the content that's being taught by her which she did learn at the college level (laughs) um if that makes sense to everybody um but she's had to use intuition she's had to use things that allows those kids to trust her and believe in her um, and that doesn't, you don't earn that shit with a degree. I'm going to, I'm actually going to confound your expectations on this one. Um, I grew up, we talked about this with some money. Um, I grew up in a very conservative house, um, Republican, conservative, um, and, and, I was taught that if you, you made a fucking left at the stop sign at you, the end of the day. I, boy, I did. You didn't make a right. Let me just tell you this. So that's where you this. learned. You made a left. So, you, under, you, no, you went to the hood and you learned how to do some shit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out. So that's what I believed in. I went to college. I believed, and you know, my parents told me if you were poor, it's because you were lazy. Wow. And so that's what. Yeah. And when I went in college, and I said th- I was ingrained the, in so you. I said no. I said some of these things to people around me. And some of my friends didn't have money the way I did. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me like, God, are you really this bitch that we can <laughs> wow. help you to be, you know? But it was hard because that's what I was taught. And I think I think it started in college um, and that started breaking down this whole concept of what I was taught growing up um, really was not accurate. And I think if you begin to question uh, the presumptions that you grew up with, that begins to break down those walls. 
And then, uh, but I'm, you know, when the key to this, I'm just going to say this, the bottom line, the key to my success with student athletes. And I, and we always like to talk about, like, I'm, I like to be best in the business. Like, I'm always upset when you don't introduce me as she's best in the business. So I'm fucking pissed <laughs> right. off at you. Well, you right. are the best yeah, in the business. All right. Well, America, you should know she's the best right. in the business because she's on the Slap Dick podcast. Thank you. That's right. And I don't just have average Joes on here. That's right. I appreciate that. So there we go. You I are Missy, and that. I hope he it says the same for his co-host. I know. The co-host, co-host is a true slap dick. That's why <laughs> he's on the show. <laughs> But guests are very special <laughs> and are very prominent and uh, but, are very good at their but job. The success I had was number one because I, I wanted to be good at what I do. So I'm an incredibly competitive person like you are. Um, and so that drives me. But the second thing is I love these kids. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm emotionally invested in their success. Yeah. There's been so many nights I did not get to sleep. Because I'm worried about some kid passing a fucking college Ooh. algebra test the next day. You know, things are completely out of my control. I can't right. control this kid going in and well, taking that test. Well, think he, about well, all my well, kids' well, college placement. Yeah. Think, think about my kids' college placement test. So I, I, I promised this kid you're going to graduate in 18 months. Wow. But you got to take a fucking lower level English, a lower level math no, that's not that's, transferable. Yeah. And wow. think about that test. You know, I'm thinking about that shit the night before. So, you know, it goes hand in hand. But that's, we all care for our babies. That's the whole thing. But the, re- the what separates people who are successful in this business, and it's it's it doesn't matter if you're a coach. It doesn't matter if you're a professor. Um, a culturally biased or, test, or a counselor, Or a counselor. Okay, I'm not even talking about that. Don't get me on that either. <laughs> you, you told me I wasn't allowed to talk about the NCAA. Uh, that'll be another... So uh, I can't talk about, about those tests Well, SAT yet. and ACT I'm, is I'm not going to... I'm not even going to talk we gotta about that. we got to get you on another okay. show. That's a whole we gotta get, go part two. Test. But, but, but <laughs> what separates people who are good at being coaches or educators with those who are not are people who love the kids that they work with. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. But That's there's too line. many coaches out there. Let me be honest. Okay. Let's call a spade a spade. Yeah. There's too many coaches out there that give a, don't give a fuck. They right. worry about getting these kids through so they're eligible to play on their field, and they put them in PE classes and they put oh, them. Yeah. In, and I'm gonna and I can call out about thirty fucking colleges and coaches. Man. I won't do because you're on the show, Colleen. Well, but I'm gonna just tell you. Um, and it's but it's worse because you came from California. Yep. And the biggest sin they do in California yep. with coaches yep. is they give them fucking tenure. Yep. And so now this guy never needs to win another game. Yep. And he never care needs to care. Now some do, some yep. do. Right. Well, but, what happens is to. But I don't want what percentage. What percentage? I'm gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. But that's okay, not the Coach criminal Brown. act. What's I'm gonna the, tell you the okay. criminal act before you say that. Don't forget that thought. The criminal act is you tenure these cats. Right. And and then you fire them as an administration because they haven't won enough games over let's say ten years. They're tenured. No. But let's fire them and let's hire a coach. But the coach can't be tenured now because there's not enough full time jobs. So guess what? The coach that's the legit guy is now a part timer wow. who has to work at fucking JCPenney Warehouse. Get screwed. And now he's the guy that's busting his ass and doing all the shit for the kids while this other guy's tenured right. who fucked over many kids. Wow. And now he sits there at tenure track and don't do shit, goes so, home at twelve and plays with his kids and drinks right. beer. But, and <laughs> this guy, the the real guy that wants it, can't get a full time job right. and make a living at it and be there hundred percent right. of the time with the so, kids. 
It's so all the, fucked up. The thing about it is, uh, number one, I don't know who got fired because they didn't win jo- win win games at fucking JUCO. I mean, my God, what mm. school was that? Because um, <laughs> I mean, every school I've worked at, I mean, just show up and teach your fucking class and have players, you know. Have well, eventually, a on. eventually, you'll have guys that just after ten years no. of of being mediocre. No, a president will say, "Finally, <laughs> you know, boom, no, no, yeah. I've no. seen it, passing you know. Okay, well, I've seen a few. Right, uh, right. So. So you've seen now it, you're hiring a right. adjunct walk-on teacher, a, a a school that has um a kind of an upper echelon athletic, well supposedly mm. supposedly okay. I do you want to do you want me to go through all the programs I can think about mm-hmm. who have a tenured football coach and maybe they've had two winning seasons in the last thirty years? I mean, my God, I mean, I know a lot of coaches that just you know yeah. just show up and they want to make a speech and they love to dress up in their little their shirt little polo shirt mm-hmm. on game day. Hey, one of my my my, my instructor when I was getting my undergrad at Cal State Dominguez, great guy, Doctor Ernst. Shout out to Doctor Ernst, who's the dean there. He used to hate roll out the ball. That yep. a, that antage yep. of roll out the ball. Um, we'll was, see what happens. Was a big yeah. Hey, we'll see what happens. You, you go weekend. you go text message right. all day um, right. and do other shit. Why right. you know we'll roll out the ball and just let these uh, fat kids get fatter. <laughs> I mean I don't know you know wonder it's why a, wonder why obesity is the highest it's ever been. But, but it's but it's a problem that so I think number one we shouldn't have tenure. For coaches, I'm just gonna throw that. Yeah, out there. I'm not a huge mm. fan of tenure for faculty. Yeah. So yeah, that'll get no me doubt. burned at the stake mm. just for saying that. Yeah. But I'm no for coaches. So this is, and you and I've talked a lot about this. There's two ways to determine the success of a program. One is wins and losses. We talk uh, about that. Eventually, uh-huh. you gotta, you know, that's fifty. You got of it. Yeah, I mean, you got to bring food to the table. Mm. The second thing is you got to get guys out. You got to get them graduated and transferred. Yeah. Educate, yeah. matriculate, graduate. And so you and I have talked about, you know, I mean, the the programs I've been at has been anywhere forty five to fifty five guys out a year. Mm-hmm. And so I think a solid program like your program did about those numbers, right? Well, okay. Yeah. So solid program gets forty guys out more. Or more mm-hmm. a year, okay. Mm-hmm. And but see, there's a huge difference there. A lot of cats get them forty out in a year, maybe. But we, I used to get forty out in December. There's yeah. a huge difference okay. in December and July. Yeah, but I'm saying no. I'm not talking about July. So I'm saying yeah. you get, you get. I'm saying you get. Li- listen, you're talking about getting forty guys out in mid year, okay? Yes. And I'm a huge mid year person. Yes. I've talked about this all the time, yep. okay? Um, because even if you don't get a scholarship mid year, you're good to go if something comes up in the spring. Okay, you're super attractive as as a recruit. But I'm saying this: there are programs that if they got forty guys out a year, I would be very happy with them. Uh, yeah. Forty guys out, no because doubt. because in California we're talking about only carrying kids. Maybe they're only carrying you know eighty kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, so forty guys out a year, I feel really good about that. We have programs, and and I'm so much more familiar with California, and you're you're a national guy. Um, But there's so many programs in California. We're talking about teens, Uh okay? I got ten guys. Someone told me. Someone told me. Someone told me I got ten guys out last year. What do you mean two? (laughs) Those guys were two, (laughs) really. I mean, they're not even. They're like mid major or D two. And I'm like. and and I'm saying my red shirt goes to South yeah. Carolina. And they excited about that though. My red shirt kids go power yeah. five. 
I'm well, I mean, you get you, you get different true. athletes, but I'm going to say this. I know, you I'm get different, different athletes okay. at National Juco. So but I don't have a shoot. I, mean, enter, I would have those reality. guys if I was in Galilee. I know, but enter reality <laughs> Go on this get one, some guys. Okay? Go fucking do your job. But I totally agree. But my problem is this. So you can't win on the on the field or you, okay, so that's a fucking problem. Yeah. But my bigger problem is many of these people don't win on the field and then that same lackadaisical slap. What is it? What's the word? Slap what? Slap what? Slap dick attitude. That same slap dick attitude. Um, yeah. and, it, and it translates to how they're approaching, whether or not they care about what these guys do in the classroom. And so, so what we end up is a whole generation of people who tried their first year. No one cared about them. They lost. They gave up. And now what are they doing? Hmm. Back in Miami. Yeah. Right, what are they right. doing? Where are these kids doing? You know. But let me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just. just to the medical. Back to the medical shop. Get their mind right. <laughs> so it's a, it's the system. When I talk about the systems being broken, the system's broken, obviously, at the higher, higher ed level. But my, my problem is that there's. We always talk about, people always say, well, you know, these kids don't have any accountability. These kids don't have this. And these kids don't have that. And I'm looking at left and right. And I'm looking at all these coaches who just come. And, you know, listen, when we're growing up, this is true. Mm-hmm. When we're growing up, someone who was our coach was someone we looked to oh, at, yeah. at, at a lot of different levels. Okay. Yeah. Our coach was someone you who You coach it or you allow us. it. Okay, mm-hmm. so a coach is someone who believes in us. Yeah. And so when they go to practice and this guy doesn't want to spend time on anything, doesn't want to really put any interest in, doesn't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and, and it's not just the coaches. It's coaches. It's the faculty. It's the counselors. Don't should we even talk about the counselors? My God. No. <laughs> so listen, let me, let me. OK, you brought up a perfect point. I'm going to tell you why not the counselors. Do you know I spoke at 27 high schools in the last couple of months? Mm-hmm. I've had kids raise their hand and show me by a show of hands how many of you know the qualifications oh, yeah. to go to the NCAA Division One institution mm-hmm. as a student athlete. Do you know not one fucking kid can raise their hand in 27 schools? Not one kid told me how many core classes they needed, what what Mm. their GPA needed to be based on their ACT or SAT score. And I'm looking at them like, you need to be the CEO of yourself, number one, which I teach. You can't go fucking putting your future in someone else's hands. Especially some counselor who's going to clock in at eight, clock out at three, and be home drinking fucking cognac or coffee by Mm -hmm. four while your ass your kid is out there or yourself if you're the kid that has a single parent or um, not depending upon nobody else struggling to make ends meet or play football study make grades and try to earn a scholarship you're putting your future in someone else's hand if you don't know exactly what it takes to get the fuck out of that school nobody knows and the counselor should be fucking so they're just going through the fucking motions and not knowing what the fuck the really? counselors yeah. should be fucking castrated wow. if they don't teach these young kids how to but graduate. You just said it was twenty-seven schools. Twenty-seven schools. So this isn't now, something. Now, now, you're, now wait a let's second. Let's multiply twenty-seven by ninety right. or hundred kids. Wow. Right. That's, that's what every what kid about. I talk to. So. Right. And that's the that's the issue here. So, so some of these kids maybe could have been qualifiers, 
but are missing one year of Spanish or something like that. Yeah. So, uh, so I have kids. But now after your junior year, you got to have 10 core. Yeah. These kids do not know they need 10 core after their junior year. Well, I know because some of these, so, so some of the counselors never knew the rules. Let's be real about this. Wow. Some of the counselors don't keep up. And if you blink your eyes, you're going to miss an NCAA clusterfuck coming at you real quick. Yeah. So, so you have to understand the NCAA, they're going to change the rules. And so it's every single year. Every single year, I go online to see what yes. the new rules are. Check you have to do it. So, you know, that's it's it's us against the NCAA half the time to to learn these things. But counselors have to be again. Let's go back to that. They have to be Privy. personally invested, yeah. and they have to be personally invested. Yeah. Listen, if you They're don't not. care what happens to kids, you're not going to educate yourself. Mm. Yeah, well, you got to care for the kids. That's what the, the bottom yeah. line is. Absolutely. And uh, you know, protect the goods and uh, and the investment. But you know, a lot of cats aren't invested. But listen, man, I want to thank Miss C for coming on. A uh, lot of good insight. Uh, I know, uh, you know, we can talk about this for hours and hours. We've already over, but it'll be a great show. So you guys stay tuned. Make sure you listen to the whole show. Um, we got to get Miss C back, Coach. We got to get Miss C back on, and we'll discuss I know, the NCAA. I, I, less, I know, yeah. I know. Let's, let's, <laughs> and, we, yeah. might, we might need yeah. Chapter 1, Chapter oh, yeah, 2. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We can get into a lot of meat and potatoes <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, on this uh, whole right. academic side of the house. So. Um, you guys stay tuned. You all educators out there, you coaches, you teachers, you guys make sure you listen. Uh, right, wrong, or indifferent, what you believe in or you agree with me or not. Um, hey, at least we bringing up real shit like we always do. Real recognizes real. Hey, we're into the fifth, sixth day of 2020. It's a great fucking day to have a great day. And 2020 is a great year to have a great fucking year. So make sure you guys are uh, turning over rocks and you make the day. Don't let the day make you from my main man, Spree. Miss C in the house, the real coach, JB. Follow us on social media. Follow us on our YouTube channel. It's located in our bio link. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday morning uh, from the real coach, JB here. Spree, out. Out. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Better find a guy, man. I'm just telling you. Codes, I don't want to fucking hear you, man.